नारायण नमस्कृत नरमचम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्टप्राएश भद्रेशो भागवत भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्ठिके रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद्भागवत कैंटो वन चैप्टर ट्वेल्व चैप्टर ट्वेल्व इज एंटाइटल बर्थ ऑफ एम्पर परीक्षित टेक्स्ट नंबर ट्वेंटी वन धन्वीनाग्रणीरेशुनो समुद्र दुस्तर समुद्र इव दुस्तर समुद्र इव दुस्तर ऑफ द ग्रेट बोमेन अग्रणी द फोर मैन एश दिस्ड तुल्य equally good cha and arjuna yo of the arjunas dvayo of the two hutashaha fire eva like durdharshaha irresistible samudraha ocean लाइक दुस्तर अनसरपासबल ट्रांसलेशन एंड परपोर्ट बाइज डिवाइन ग्रेस एसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रभुपा ट्रांसलेशन अमंगस्ट ग्रेट बोमेन दिस चाइल्ड विल बी एज गुड एज अर्जुना ही विल बी एज इेजिस्टेबल एज फायर एंड एज अनसरपासबल एज द ओशन purport by shrila prabhupad in history there are two arjunas one is kartyavirya arjuna the king of haihaya and the other is the grandfather of the child both the arjunas are famous for their bowmanship and the child parikshit is foretold to be equal to both of them particularly in fighting 
a short description of the pandava arjuna is given below pandava arjuna the great hero of the bhagavad gita he is the kshatriya son of maharaj pandu queen kunti devi could call for any one of the demigods and thus she called indra and arjuna was born by him arjuna is therefore a plenary part of the heavenly king indra he was born in the month of falguna february march and therefore he is also called falguni when he appeared as the son of kunti his future greatness was proclaimed by air messages and all the important personalities from different parts of the universe such as the demigods the gandharvas the adityas from the sun globe the rudras the vasus the nagas the different rishis or sages of importance and the apsaras the society girls of heaven all attended the ceremony the apsaras pleased everyone by their heavenly dances and songs vasudeva the father of lord krishna and the maternal uncle of arjuna sent his priest representative kashyapa to purify arjuna by all the prescribed samskaras or reformatory processes his samskara of being given a name was performed in the presence of the rishis residents of shatashringa he married four wives draupadi subhadra chitrangada and ulupi from whom he got four sons of the names shutakirti abhimanyu babruvahana and iravan respectively during his student life he was entrusted to study under the great professor dronacharya along with other pandavas and the kurus but he excelled everyone by his studious intensity and dronacharya was especially attracted by his disciplinary affection dronacharya accepted him as a first grade scholar and loved heartily to bestow upon him all the blessings of military science he was so ardent a student that he used to practice bowmanship even at night and for all these reasons professor dronacharya was determined to make him the topmost bowman of the world he passed very brilliantly the examination and piercing the target and dronacharya was very pleased royal families at manipura and tripura are descendants of arjuna's son babruvahana arjuna saved dronacharya from the attack of a crocodile and the acharya being pleased with him rewarded him with a weapon of the name brahmashiras maharaj drupada was inimical toward dronacharya and thus when he attacked the acharya arjuna got him arrested and brought him before dronacharya he besieged a city of the name ahichatra belonging to maharaj drupada and after taking it over he gave it to dronacharya the confidential treatment of the weapon brahmashiras was explained to arjuna and dronacharya was promised by arjuna that he would use the weapon if necessary when he dronacharya personally became an enemy of arjuna by this the acharya forecast the future battle of kurukshetra in which dronacharya was on the opposite side maharaj drupada although defeated by arjuna on behalf of his professor dronacharya decided to hand over his daughter draupadi to his young combatant 
but he was disappointed when he heard the false news of arjuna's death in the fire of a shalak house intrigued by duryodhana he therefore arranged for draupadi's personal selection of a groom who could pierce the eye of a fish hanging on the ceiling this trick was especially made because only arjuna could do it and he was successful in his desire to hand over his equally worthy daughter to arjuna arjuna's brothers were at that time living incognito under agreement with duryodhana and arjuna and his brothers attended the meeting of draupadi's selection in the dress of brahmanas when all the chatriya kings assembled saw that a poor brahmana had been garlanded by draupadi for her lord she uh, shri krishna disclosed his identity to balaram he met ulupi at haridwar and he was attracted by a girl belonging to nagaloka and thus iravan was born similarly he met chitrangada similarly he met chitrangada a daughter of the king of manipura and thus babruvahana was born lord shri krishna made a plan to help arjuna to kidnap subhadra sister of shri krishna because baladev was inclined to hand her over to duryodhana yudhishthira also agreed to shri krishna and thus subhadra was taken by force by arjuna and then married to him subhadra's son is abhimanyu the father of parikshit maharaj the posthumous child arjuna satisfied the fire god by setting fire to the khandava forest and thus the fire god gave him one weapon indra was angry when the fire was set in the khandava forest and thus indra assisted by all other demigods began fighting with arjuna for his great challenge they were defeated by arjuna and indradeva returned to his heavenly kingdom arjuna also promised all protection to one mayasura and the latter presented him one valuable conch shell celebrated as the devadatta similarly he received many other valuable weapons from indradeva when he was satisfied to see his chivalry when maharaj yudhishthira was disappointed in defeating the king of magadha jarasandha it was arjuna only who gave king yudhishthira all kinds of assurances and thus arjuna bhima and lord krishna started for magadha to kill jarasandha when he went out to bring all other kings of the world under the subju- subjection of the pandavas as was usual after the coronation of every emperor he conquered the country named kelinda and brought in subjugation king bhagadatta then he traveled through countries like antagiri ulukapura and modapura and brought under subjugation all the rulers sometimes he underwent severe types of penances and later on he was rewarded by indradeva lord shiva also wanted to try the strength of arjuna and in the form of an aborigin lord shiva met him there was a great fight between the two and at last lord shiva was satisfied with him and disclosed his identity arjuna prayed to the lord in all humbleness and the lord being pleased with him presented him the pashupata weapon he acquired many other important weapons from different demigods he received dandastra from yamaraj pashastra from maruna 
and Antardhanastra from Kuvera, the treasure, treasurer of the heavenly kingdom. Indra wanted him to come to the heavenly kingdom, the Indraloka planet beyond the moon planet. In that planet, he was cordially received by the local residents and he was awarded reception in the heavenly parliament of Indradeva. Then he met Indradeva who not only presented him with his Vajra weapon but also taught him the military and musical signs as used on the heavenly planet. In one sense, Indra is the real father of Arjuna and therefore indirectly he wanted to entertain Arjuna with the famous society girl of heaven, Urvashi, the celebrated beauty. The society girls of heaven are lusty and Urvashi was very eager to contact Arjuna, the strongest human being. She met him in his room and expressed her desires, but Arjuna sustained his unimpeachable character by closing his eyes before Urvashi, addressing her as mother of the Kuru dynasty and placing her in the category of his mothers Kunti, Madri and Shachi Devi, wife of Indradeva. Disappointed, Urvashi cursed Arjuna and left. In the heavenly planet, he also met the great celebrated ascetic Lomasha and prayed to him for the protection of Maharaj Yudhishthira. When his inimical cousin Duryodhana was under the clutches of the Gandharvas, he wanted to save him and requested the Gandharvas to release Duryodhana. But the Gandharvas refused and thus he fought with them and got Duryodhana released. When all the Pandavas lived incognito, he presented himself in the court of King Virata as a eunuch and was employed as the musical teacher of Uttara, his future daughter-in-law, and was known in the Virata court as the Brihannala. As Brihannala, he fought on behalf of Uttara, the son of King Virata, and thus defeated the Kurus in the fight incognito. His secret weapons were safely kept in the custody of his Somi tree, and he ordered Uttara to get them back. His identity and his brother's identity were later on disclosed to Uttara. Dronacharya was informed of Arjuna's presence in the fight of the Kurus and the Viratas. Later, on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, Arjuna killed many great generals like Karna and others. After the battle of Kurukshetra, he punished Ashwatthama, who had killed all the five sons of Draupadi. Then all the brothers went to Bhishma Deva. It was due to Arjuna only that the great philosophical discourses of the Bhagavad Gita were again spoken by the Lord on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. His wonderful acts on the battlefield of Kurukshetra are vividly described in the Mahabharata. Arjuna was defeated, however, by his son Babruvahana at Manipura and fell unconscious when Ulupi saved him. After the disappearance of Lord Krishna, the message was brought by Arjuna to Maharaj Yudhishthira. Again, Arjuna visited Dwaraka and all the widow wives of Lord Krishna lamented before him. He took them all in the presence of Vasudeva and pacified all of them. Later on, when Vasudeva passed away, he performed his funeral ceremony in the absence of Krishna. While Arjuna was taking all the wives of Krishna to Indraprastha, he was attacked on the way and he could not protect the ladies in his custody. At last, advised by Vyasadeva, all the brothers headed for Mahaprasthana. On the way, at the request of his brother, 
he gave up all important weapons as useless and he dropped them all in the water. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purport. The statement of the Bhagavatam is that a pure devotee of Krishna has all the good qualities to be found in the demigods. So, in the case of Parikshit Maharaj, his future great qualities are being foretold by the astrologers who are able to accurately make such predictions by the help of astrological signs. Now the comparison is being made about how great Maharaj Parikshit will be in future. His greatness is compared with some of the greatest personalities. Here in this verse, it is foretold amongst great bowmen, this child will be as good as Arjuna. So, Parikshit Maharaj appeared as the grandson of Arjuna. But, he not only inherited the wealth, the kingdom, etc. But he also was endowed with all the great qualities. Particularly, Arjuna is being mentioned as the greatest of bowmen. In the Bhagavad Gita, reference is made Yatra Yogeshwara Krishna Yatra Partho Dhanurdharaha. Arjuna had the bow named Gandiva, and with the Gandiva bow, he fought the battle of Kurukshetra and defeated the opposite party completely. So Arjuna was very expert bowman, Dhanvinaha. He learnt this science under Professor Dronacharya. Professor Dronacharya actually was the greatest teacher of military science. So, Bhishma Deva appointed the greatest teacher, Dronacharya, to train the Kauravas and Pandavas in military science. Now, among all the students who were getting trained by Dronacharya, Arjuna turned out to be the best student. Not only was he very nicely learning the lessons, even his practice was extraordinary. He not only practiced during the daytime, whatever lessons were given to him, he even practiced at night in the darkness. 
So when Dronacharya came to know that this student is so very nicely practicing all the lessons I am teaching, Dronacharya was very much impressed by his studious behavior and Dronacharya decided, I am going to make Arjuna the greatest bowman in the entire world. So Dronacharya gave him special lessons and because of that Arjuna became the greatest bowman of his time. So much so that Dronacharya taught him some of the secret mantras which can be used as uh, weapons. This science is lost now. How to uh, employ uh, subtle sound vibration for being used as very powerful weapons. This military science not only has uh, the science of using particular gross weapons like the bow and arrow or sword or whatever other gross weapons but even subtle weapons like employing a mantra this is a great science and now it is lost but during the time of the Pandavas this science was very much uh, prevalent and different great demigods they were impressed with Arjuna's uh, personality and they taught Arjuna some secret mantras to be used as weapons. So by all these uh, skills Arjuna became the greatest uh, fighter and this greatest of fighters equipped with all kinds of weapons in order to defeat the Kauravas who had taken over the kingdom which rightfully belonged to the Pandavas in order to bring about justice there was this battle of Kurukshetra because when the Pandavas asked Duryodhana to return the kingdom after they were unjustly defeated in a gambling match and they had to be away. So as agreed Duryodhana never returned the kingdom to the Pandavas. So in Kshatriya spirit 
Duryodhana challenged Yudhishthira that if you are desirous of getting back your kingdom, you take it back after defeating me. Now, this is a typical Kshatriya spirit. Kshatriyas never beg for something or never ask something as a gift, especially when it comes to uh, ruling over a kingdom. Kshatriyas are very, very brave, very courageous, very chivalrous. And unless they are able to prove their uh, ability to rule over the kingdom by showing or displaying their, their uh, Kshatriya spirit of being able to fight against any enemy, they will not simply declare themselves as king or try to rule over a particular kingdom. Kshatriya means one who can protect the people in general against any harm. So, in order to be able to actually give real protection to the citizens, a Kshatriya should be powerful enough to protect the citizens against any kind of enemy's attack. So, in this spirit, Duryodhana challenged Yudhishthira. And Yudhishthira, actually, even though capable of accepting the challenge, he considered the situation that I may accept the challenge and fight against Duryodhana and defeat him and we can get back our kingdom but at what cost? Because it is the question of the throne of Hastinapura which is the seat of the emperor of the world. So when a fight is going to happen between two Kshatriyas as to who is going to be the emperor. The whole world will get divided into two parties and there will be a world war. There is going to be a world war. So foreseeing this situation, Yudhishthira decided that he is going to reduce his request uh, of his share of the kingdom. So, he asked for a small portion. Why did he ask for a small portion? Because as Kshatriyas, they are duty bound to uh, maintain themselves by uh, collecting taxes from the citizens whom they give protection. This is a Kshatriya's means of livelihood. In the Varnashrama system, according to the Varna, which is based on 
the guna, the acquired nature. Every varna there are prescribed occupational duties. So, Kshatriya's occupational duty is to rule over a particular province or kingdom or state or country or even the whole world. Then, in return for the protection that they give to the citizens, the citizens pay taxes. And with that tax money, the king is able to not only maintain himself, but also uh, rule the kingdom, give all facilities, common public facilities for the citizens. So this was an excellent system that was very nicely uh, going on in the Vedic times. But in this Kali Yuga, because the quality of people, majority of the people who are taking birth in this Kali Yuga is the quality of Shudra. Shudra quality means specifically lacking qualities of Brahmana, Kshatriya and Vaishya. Even though Brahmana, Kshatriyas and Vaishyas have many, many, many good qualities, but specifically one quality which is common for the Brahmana, Kshatriyas and Vaishyas, one specific quality is lacking in the Shudras. That quality is the ability to understand that one cannot be independent in his or her behavior or conduct in the society in order to be able to make advancement to achieve a higher status in life or to elevate oneself to a higher status in life. It's not possible. Independently, if somebody thinks, I will on my own actually uh, conduct myself in such a way that I will uh, elevate myself. That is never possible. Because by birth in this material world, everyone is born in ignorance. And therefore, to become free from this ignorance, one has to approach a bona fide spiritual master. And by training, by rendering service to the spiritual master, by making proper inquiries, one becomes educated, one becomes uh, competent to actually properly conduct oneself in the society, to properly 
do those things necessary for elevation to the higher status in life to progress to actually make progress one has to get this specific knowledge and among all the different types of knowledge that a guru gives to the student uh, the knowledge of the spiritual science is the most important knowledge so the shudra quality of the population means either they neglect this spiritual science or they think that the spiritual science is something which we don't require any particular qualified teacher to learn so you see in our present age either some section of the population people are not interested in spiritual science they just concerned with some material knowledge simply which is meant for maintaining the body for some sense enjoyment or they think if spiritual knowledge is important or spiritual science is important they don't think it is necessary to approach a properly qualified person to learn the spiritual science i often give this example that when people go men at least when they go to a barber because the barber he has to spend some time haircut or whatever shaving or whatever so the barber generally engages in a conversation and because people are generally spiritually inclined the barber also talks philosophy so people think that this conversation with their personal barber is actually good enough for them to know or discuss about god so i met a person who said that his barber is a very very devoted person he is devoted to one particular devata and he very nicely worships that devata and he performs all austerities in connection with such worship and this person says my barber knows more than what most people know about god even though his profession is not very respectable he is actually a very very great spiritual personality so he is my spiritual guru every time i go for a haircut because every 15 days you have to go for a haircut or every month whatever once in a month at least so whenever i go for a haircut it is a enlightening session for me when the barber describes about his uh, 
you know his vrata his worship his achievements in life all that i am not telling that it is wrong to discuss with anybody about god but to accept somebody who's not an authority as the teacher especially in the matter of spiritual science which is the most difficult subject matter most difficult subject matter is not correct if somebody is serious about learning about god they have to search out for a proper teacher a proper authority a properly learned and qualified teacher just like somebody is very serious about learning higher mathematics or higher physics or higher whatever economics they just don't go and discuss with some common person who knows something about economics or something about physics no they have to go to a university or a research establishment where there are learned professors learned scientists who have got years and years of experience who are qualified in so many ways in different ways why in the matter of spiritual science do people don't think it is necessary to approach a properly qualified and properly learned and properly authorized teacher this is the reason why the shastras say people's intelligence is on the level of shudras this is not in meant to insult anybody i am not saying this to uh, insult any person but please understand that shudra quality of intelligence means either they do not recognize the importance of spiritual science or they think that spiritual science or spiritual knowledge is not something very difficult or great thing even by common sense you can learn some basics and that's enough because of this type of thinking there are so much uh, so many bogus gurus bogus gurus means those who are not actually qualified uh, but are passing off as great spiritual teachers and one more phenomenon in this age particularly is if the number of people who follow a particular guru is very large then the other people common people think that oh he should be a very qualified very great very learned very divine person just because of numbers 
and sometimes it so happens that even among the followers of a particular guru if some of the followers happen to be great scientists great doctors great engineers great lawyers great people in society in other fields of uh, uh, knowledge people tend to think that oh this guru should be really a qualified uh, uh, guru now to evaluate a guru's spiritual uh, qualification the learning in physics is not of use as much as you don't ask a qualified physicist whether somebody else in some other field can be considered as very learned or very qualified if i am very good in some field of engineering how can i evaluate some other person learned in some other field without having proper knowledge of that field of learning common sense but when it comes to spiritual knowledge there is no such consideration at all so just because of some spiritual sentiment people do tend to accept anybody or somebody as their spiritual teacher and because of this the mass of people today are misled as regards learning the spiritual subject matter it's very evident simply if you look at the number of translations of bhagavad gita in english alone how many translations are there uh, when shri la prabhupad was translating the bhagavad gita in america the beginning days of iskon so one lady asked shri la prabhupad who was visiting this center iskon center newly formed iskon center she asked swami ji what's the need for another translation already there are so many translations of bhagavad gita and she was right before prabhupad wrote in english alone there were about 260 different commentaries written by different persons so her question was justified that she was asking what's the need for one more translation already there are so many translations so shrila prabhupad explained yes there are many translations but as far as i have read them none of them are presenting bhagavad gita as it is 
in every one of them practically the author has given his or her opinion or viewpoint of what is bhagavad gita so therefore i am going to give a translation and explanation of bhagavad gita which is the actual science as it is as it was understood by arjuna when krishna spoke to arjuna the bhagavad gita and how is it that Prabhupada's translation is Bhagavad Gita as it is. That also Prabhupada says in the Bhagavad Gita itself, at the end of an introduction that he writes, he says, "This Bhagavad Gita, as it is, is received in disciplic succession, beginning from Krishna. Krishna explained this science, spiritual science." to brahma and brahma explained it to narada now when brahma explained it to narada brahma did not give his opinion about the spiritual science or his viewpoint his idea no brahma taught narada exactly as he had learned from krishna why so that whatever krishna teaches that is actually the spiritual science so that science as it is brahma handed it down to narada and his other sons and disciples so that knowledge is coming down in a uh, disciplic succession guru to disciple then again the next guru the disciple becomes the next guru then to his disciple the knowledge is handed down through generations and that knowledge shila prabhupad has received from his guru who comes in the disciplic succession of devotees those who are dedicated for learning practicing preserving and preaching this spiritual science as krishna taught in the beginning of creation to brahma prabhupad comes in that parampara he has learned this science from his guru specifically from his guru who is in parampara and he has presented whatever he has learned from his guru only nothing else so therefore his title for the bhagavad gita translation he has given is particularly noteworthy bhagavad gita as it is no change no personal viewpoint so proper explain this and we can see also that prabhupada's presentation has resulted in whatever change of heart happened in the case of arjuna 
that same change is happening in those who are studying and following the Bhagavad Gita translation written by Prabhupada. The aim of Krishna speaking to Arjuna, the Bhagavad Gita, is to make Arjuna a devotee. Of course, Arjuna is already a devotee. He doesn't need to hear the Bhagavad Gita and become a devotee. But Krishna, in order to speak Bhagavad Gita for the benefit of the other people, other than his devotees, other than Arjuna, Krishna put Arjuna into illusion. And like common people who are under the influence of illusion, Arjuna, on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, became completely confused about his duty. And in that state of confusion, he inquired from Krishna, kindly instruct me in what is my duty. And Krishna instructed Arjuna. And through Arjuna, Krishna was instructing the whole world. In the beginning, Arjuna was confused whether he should fight or not fight. And at the end, Arjuna's conclusion is, not that I will fight, not that I will not fight, but that Krishna, I will simply follow your instruction. Karishye vachanam tava. So, the Bhagavad Gita is about surrender to Krishna. Sarva dharman parityajya mamekam sharanam raja. Manmana bhava madbhakto madhyaji maam namaskuru. This is the aim of Bhagavad Gita. This is the aim of all spiritual knowledge. To surrender to Krishna. Why surrender to Krishna and surrender to Krishna alone? Maam ekam sharanam raja. Why Krishna alone? Because all of us as spirit souls, we have a particular relationship with Krishna. We belong to Krishna. Krishna is giving us the Vedic literature. All the Vedas are meant for knowing Krishna, for understanding Krishna, for discovering the personality of Krishna in our relationship with Him. Not simply some general characteristics of who is Krishna, but specifically beyond the general understanding of the personality of God Krishna, the specific relationship each one of us has with Krishna. So therefore, all this is described in the Bhagavad Gita in very, very concise manner. So Prabhupada elaborates on the concise description of this particular essence of the Vedas given in the Bhagavad Gita. The essence of the Vedas is presented in the form of Upanishads or Vedanta. Vedanta means the essence of the Vedas or the conclusion of the Vedas. 
and that Vedanta or Upanishads has been further condensed in the form of Vedanta Sutra. Vedanta Sutra. But when Krishna spoke Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna, Krishna also summarized the entire Upanishads and presented the Bhagavad Gita in the form of the essence of all the Upanishads. So in the glorification of the Bhagavad Gita called Gita Mahatmya, it is said, Sarvopanishado gavo dogdha gopalanandanaha parthovatsa sudhir bhokta dugdham gitamritam mahat. If all the Upanishads can be compared to a cow, Bhagavad Gita is compared to the nectarian essence of the cow, that is the milk. Dugdham Gitam Amrutam Mahat. So, Bhagavad Gita is the nectarian essence of all the Upanishads. Upanishads themselves are the essence of the Vedas. So, if Upanishads can be said to be cream of the Vedas or Vedic knowledge, Bhagavad Gita is the cream of the cream. So, Bhagavad Gita is the cream of the cream presented by Krishna. Vedanta Sutra is the cream of the cream presented by Vyasadeva. But Vedanta Sutra is difficult to understand for the people in general. Therefore, Vyasadeva himself explained the Vedanta Sutras in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu teaches us that to learn the spiritual science, two scriptures are very, very, very important and sufficient. One is the Bhagavad Gita, which is the cream of the cream of the Vedas presented by Krishna. The other one is the Bhagavatam, which explains the Vedanta Sutra, which is the cream of the cream of the Vedas. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam are two essential scriptures if you want to really know what is the, the essence, the nectarian essence of the Vedas. Is there in the Bhagavad Gita and the Bhagavatam. And to actually properly study these two scriptures because the quality of people in general is that they lack sufficient intelligence. Therefore, to elevate the population to the platform of being able to appreciate, understand and learn properly this Science, spiritual science, which is the most important science. 
among all the different branches of knowledge the topmost branch is the branch dealing with this science of the spirit brahma vidya or atma vidya or adhyatma vidya same thing spiritual science so therefore chaitanya mahaprabhu has given us the hare krishna mantra this hare krishna mantra anyone can chant without any previous qualification and elevate themselves from whichever platform they may be situated in to come to the spiritual platform without need for any other rituals any other austerities any other uh, practices any other cultivation of spiritual knowledge without that simply by chanting hare krishna anyone can elevate themselves to the spiritual platform whether somebody is got qualification as shudra or kshatriya or vaishya or brahmana doesn't matter in kali yuga even brahmanas are actually not sufficiently competent or qualified to directly understand this bhagavad gita and shrimad bhagavatam the cream of the cream of the vedas the vedic system is that shudras are gradually elevated to the platform of a vaishya in terms of intelligence to understand the higher goal of life a vaishya is gradually elevated to the kshatriya platform a kshatriya is gradually elevated to the brahmana platform and a brahmana is gradually elevated to the vaishnava platform to come to the stage of understanding studying realizing the ultimate essence of all vedic wisdom and that is krishna the personality of god is krishna but the chanting of hare krishna can elevate anyone to the vaishnava platform to be able to directly understand krishna simply by hearing studying or reading the bhagavad gita and bhagavatam as explained by the acharya who is the representative of chaitanya mahaprabhu who is teaching us in a very direct and simple way but even to read study understand this particular presentation by shri la prabhupada bhagavad gita and bhagavatam we need to chant hari krishna otherwise we may find it difficult or we may find it uh not so easily understandable or relevant to us 
so chaitanya mahaprabhu teaches us that you chant hari krishna and in the association of devotees you hear something from shrimad bhagavad gita and bhagavatam from the lips of devotees this is the recommendation and this is the only way to actually perfect oneself in spiritual knowledge spiritual knowledge itself is absolutely essential for everyone in this human form of life otherwise human form of life is wasted one is not able to properly elevate oneself uh, to the perfectional stage Uh, simply by following any vedic rituals or simply by cultivating some knowledge of the vedas without actually learning the signs from the acharya in disciplic succession from chaitanya mahaprabhu nobody can perfect themselves any other way in this age so the recommendation is chant hari krishna and submissively hear the message of bhagavad gita and bhagavatam from the devotees and you can achieve all perfection in this very lifetime you don't have to acquire any other qualification separately it doesn't require any other qualification simply chant hari krishna and hear bhagavad gita and bhagavatam and also in the association of devotees there are other activities because we are inclined to work or act in so many other ways according to our propensity to do some work so all types of work can be dovetailed in devotional service and that is what you can learn from the society of devotees proper made this institution so in the society of devotees it's possible to engage in any type of activity which will be conducive for our spiritual advancement along with chanting hari krishna and hearing this message of krishna katha from the bhagavad gita and bhagavatam from the lips of devotees so i'll stop here antara shrimad bhagavatam ki jay shri prabhupad ki jay